everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode I'm joined with Audrey Lynn. Hi Audrey. Hi. How are you? Doing pretty good yeah. Good. How about you? I'm good yeah I'm all right. Okay I'm just let's get into the quick fire round um, to start off the episode just so the listeners can kind of get to know you. Um, so first question is how old are you? I am 17 years old yeah. Okay. Oh, quite quite young. <laughs> Just comparing. Yeah, haven't had like a like a young student. I guess like a student on the podcast for a while. So yeah, this would be interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's always always just like brings me back when I have conversations with students. <laughs> I'm like, oh, memories. Um, so what is what's the school that you're at, like that you're training at? So I'm at um, American Ballet Theater's Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis School. We call it the JKO School. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been training there for two-ish years. I'm going into my third year, but a lot of that was over Zoom because of the whole pandemic. So um, yeah, but that's my school. And then before then, I was training just at a small studio in my hometown um, called the Ballet Conservatory of Asheville. And so... <laughs> okay, nice. Um, okay. And what uh what point shoes do you wear? Or like has it been a journey? Have you been the same shoes like from the beginning? Like what's your point shoe situation? Um, yeah, so I'm currently wearing Freed of London, the classic pro 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have been my shoe since like one of well, my first like big summer intensive I went to was P and B, um, Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle, and they had the Freedom of London. Um, like they do a tour through all the big schools, and so that's when I got my fit. So okay. I think I was about fourteen, no younger than that. Mm-hmm. I it was it was a, a pretty long time ago, but um, so I've been using those shoes ever since then. But before that, I tried every single different brand. Um, and yeah, so I've definitely had a journey with point shoes, but I've stuck with these ones for a while and just made like small adjustments, like makers and Mm -hmm. and, like how wide and half sizes and that. Yeah. I think I'm solid in my shoe. (laughs) That's good. We like a solid point shoe situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what's your favorite leotard? Oh, that's so hard. It changes depending (laughs) on what I'm in the mood for. But Mm -hmm. um, right now, I think I have, it's like a steely blue colored Yumiko. I'm not sure what style it is, but it just fits nicely. It was a hand-me-down for my sisters, as most of my favorite things are. Nice. So that, yeah, I would say that one's my favorite. What's the style? Because I I love Yumiko. I don't know. It's like a spaghetti strap with kind of, like a one strap across the back back. yeah okay I think I know what one that is I think I is it the one that's got like the weird loopy things or is it literally just like a strap it like goes down to the bottom of the lid and then you have the one that goes across and just like overlaps like that it's like the overlapping one okay I think that's the hand movements why I I think it could be the Daniela but I literally could be wrong yeah, I don't know what any of them are I'm, called. I'm probably. a little bit crazy, so like that's probably. <laughs> I love how we're describing it. Um, some people, I feel like some people listening will be like, "Oh yeah, I know one one that." <laughs> and then some people will be like, "You guys are like weird." Um, okay, so what's your favorite piece of choreography that you've learned, or that like that either be you've done on stage or you haven't been able to do on stage, like any piece of choreo. Okay. The first thing that popped into my mind was actually pretty recently this mm-hmm. summer. I spent two weeks at Kotspon Summer Intensive mm-hmm. in um, Tivoli. Yeah. And we had an amazing opportunity to learn some Balanchine works. And we did some Love. from Who Cares. And this choreography was the most fun thing I've ever done. It was just like 
so alive and exciting. And so like, that's the first thing that pops to my head. Mm. But I mean, I've, I've been lucky at my home studio growing up, we did a lot of really cool, like ballets. So we would get to have new choreography and we would do like a ballet every year in the spring, um, like a classical ballet, story ballet. And so I've had like lots of experience getting to do different like variations or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, but definitely I'm going to say who cares comes to mind as my current favorite, but that will change. (laughs) That's exciting. That must've been like really fun. I've seen, Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah a lot of abt dancers do go to like cats bands and i've seen that a lot on instagram like (laughs) over the years um yeah so what's your favorite food gosh that also changes every day um depending on what i'm in the mood for i'm currently obsessed with sweet green which is like those huge salad bowls and you put like tons of things on them Mm -hmm. that like being in North Carolina, we don't really have that there. So being back in New York, I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, oh God. But yeah, I love pasta. We, mm. um, me and my roommate like just moved in here. We're like cooking for ourselves for the first time. So a lot of pasta is being made. Mm-hmm. Um, love that. But my favorite dessert is cake. That's like cake. A oh, cake a good me. cake with that good icing. Yeah, I love that. So good. So love that. I'm a foodie. Um, so for sure. Okay, that's always good. <laughs> love yeah foodies gotta be a foodie (laughs) um okay so let's get started into you know your questions so we're going to start off I guess like talking about your journey as a dancer from the beginning how you started what I guess like was what inspired you to start were you just doing ballet from a young age um or were you doing other styles yeah So I started when I was super duper little, like three years old, my mom was a ballet dancer and then she kind of, um, went into musical theater and that's how she met my dad, who is a like actor singer. Mm -hmm. And so when they had my sisters and me, they decided to open a dance school or they started teaching first before they opened their dance school. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I would be like the demonstrator for the mommy and me ballet classes and that was my first step in the door (laughs) with my mom and I had been just I would just go and hang out at the ballet studio all day every day so that was kind of where I grew up honestly um and I I loved dancing. I loved being the center of attention. I have two um, older sisters and they're twins. So they got a lot of attention naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hello, I need all the attention. <laughs> I'm here too. Like I was super mm-hmm. front center stage, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I wanted to be different. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to do ballet. When I was like eight, I was like, I'm going to do soccer or basketball. I could not do any of those things. I was terrible. I tried gymnastics, not that great at it. And I was like, there's something missing. There's something fun that I'm not doing. And I was like, oh, it's ballet. (laughs) So then I got back to it. It was Mm -hmm. like, I did ballet, tap and jazz and modern and all everything under the sun. And so, yeah, I just, it kind of was always there an option for me. So I just realized that it was fun. It was what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so then when I was about nine years old, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Let's do it. Um, so I asked my mom for my birthday, for my 10th birthday. I was like, I want point shoes for my birthday. And she was like, okay, let's look at your feet. She was like, okay, your feet are strong. Let's do it. I said, great, let's go. Mm. So I got point shoes a little bit early for my year because my mom was the ballet teacher. So I could mm. kind of bend the rules a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> the only time though, no other time. Was I <laughs> bend the rules. Um, but I started early on point and that was kind of my like, oh my gosh, point mm. shoes. Like how cool I look. This is so exciting. Mm. And then I started in the pre-professional program at my mom's school and um, like, I was 11 or 12. My mom's like, okay, she's taking this seriously. She wants to do this. 
And so we started going to YGP and to auditions. I would like fly. I remember one time we flew out to San Francisco for a week and um, like auditioned there and did stuff there. And we would come up to New York and do weekend intensives and just everything, like every opportunity. We're like, let's be there. Let's do it. Um, and so my first um, like experience with ABT was their weekend intensives. And I would always have so much fun. You go for like three days and train like crazy. It's like a summer intensive, but for mm. um, only a few days. And I loved it. I was like, it was so exciting. You get to learn choreography. You get to dance with some of the most amazing dancers in the country, you know? And so that was kind of my like first step in the door to where I am now at the JKO school. So um, after a few years of doing those weekend intensives and staying at um, my home studio, that was my mom's ballet studio. If I didn't make yeah. that great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started just auditioning for different places because I was like, okay, this is my mom's school and it's great and I'm getting good training. But if I want to get into a company, I want to go and get into a school that's attached to a company so that I can go straight in. And it's, I want a big name on my resume, you know, I just, um, so I just started auditioning everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day that I got, I auditioned for JKO. And I remember the day that I got um, the letter back the night before I was kind of sitting in my bed. I was like, okay, I need a sign that ballet is what I can do. And that next year I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be loving ballet because at this point I had been auditioning for so many places and getting rejected. And I was mm -hmm. like, ah, this sucks. Like mm -hmm. I'm feeling so unmotivated yeah. to keep going. And that feeling, I was like, I need a sign that it's going to be okay or else I don't know if I can keep getting rejected all the time. Mm. Um, and so the next morning I got an email from JKO. I was like logging in to do my online school. And I was like, I got an email and it was like, dear Audrey, please turn from you. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I started crying, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is incredible. And that just that feeling of, yes, you can do this there. Mm. Like it's possible. And I know that I'm so fortunate to have gotten into this school, just all, all of that feeling like finally, after all this work that I've put in, I get there. And so it's kind of what JKO is for me. It's like the, the opportunity that I have to seize every moment of, you know, so mm. that's kind of how I got to yeah. where I am now. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I want to backtrack a bit and kind of talk about, um, what it was like having a mum that was so like in dance because I haven't really ha haven't had this conversation with anyone before actually like on the podcast and it'd be really interesting to hear about your experience about I guess yeah like having a mum or just having someone in your family tied so close to dance um and often I don't know like with my like in my experience I'm sure with so many other dancers with their parents I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a completely different experience having someone who knows what they're talking about versus someone who's there supporting you but doesn't really know, like, right. doesn't know it, essentially. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like, what was it like? Was it difficult? Did you feel like it was that? I don't know. Like, was it? A, do you think it like helped you? Was it an advantage or did it get like stressful at times? Everything, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, definitely all of the above. It okay. was super helpful. Um, I am definitely the type of person who benefits if I'm taught something rather than figuring something out for myself, which mm -hmm. sounds kind of strange, but being able to have someone who knew what they were talking about, I can learn more from that than feeling like, ah, I don't know how to figure it out. Um, and so, yeah, having her and both of my sisters, um, all dancers. So we all were kind of in this one world together, which was like bonding, but 
stressful also because we all have different expectations for ourselves and each other within the same world um, and different goals. Like my sisters were dancers and they still are, but now they're in college dancing and um, they're doing different majors outside of dance as well. Um, and so that was like different perspective than my mom was expecting growing up because my aspirations and her aspirations in dance were very much no college. Let's just go to the, go um, get into the dance world. So it's just a different point of view. Mm. Um, but having my mom as my teacher was um, an experience for sure. Um, as I was saying, like I got my point shoes early cause she taught me, but other than that, I had like no other perks like of, um kind of favoritism in dance mm-hmm. because she was always very careful not to favorite us because she wanted all the students in her school to have an equal opportunity and though the dance world is not fair my mom wanted to have an environment in her school that was mm-hmm. so we would often get like asked crazy things like oh like you're only getting this part because your mom's the owner I'm like mm-hmm. she didn't cast this or like whatever and so it was like yeah, a lot of different things. So I really, um, like I got great training there and she has amazing teachers that teach there, but sometimes the environment felt very different for me than it did for other students, because mm-hmm. there was a kind of bias in the back of their brain about how I was doing there and how everybody else was doing. So, um, leaving early when I left, I was 15. So leaving earlier, was good for me so that I could, cause I already, you know, I got good training and I was mm-hmm. like, this, it's not a bad school by any means. It's great to stay there, but I needed an environment where I could kind of fend for myself. Cause I hadn't learned that growing up. I had learned to follow very much and yeah. So I'm now I feel more equal, honestly, at JKO, it's a very good environment, but, um, So I'm able to kind of feel like almost everybody else did just like deserving of everything and not, not like things are influenced by something other than your dancing, your abilities, your dedication, those kind of normal aspects. Yeah, no, I definitely, I get that. I get that. I think it's, yeah, it's so easy when you're, I don't know. Yeah. Like if, like a teacher's like, if their kids are dancing in that school it can be very easy for people to put like you know one things go well for that kid that it's like all just because the parents run the school yeah. like it's obviously easy to that but yeah a professional school is completely and will always be different to a like a pre-professional school yeah and I think if you know wanting to I guess like pursue classical ballet as a career you do yeah like you kind of do need to go to a professional school at some point some people don't um which like I guess is like cool if you can get a job straight out out of a pre-professional school but like most people that's not going to be the situation yeah whether that's like college or Mm. apprenticeships or anything um yeah I'm 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 glad that I kind of took that track so I was able to I don't know have almost like a Mm -hmm. intern like getting closer to the goal I guess um yeah. no JKO exactly. is like that next step the next step that's what I mean yeah yeah exactly um yeah so how was that what how old were you when you moved to JKO so I was 15 um mm-hmm. and my birthday is in December so I was like 15 and a half technically okay gotcha <laughs> gotcha so you, did you move to New York on your own no so at okay. first I moved um into so we have some friends here um and they kind of hosted me and my dad for a while Mm -hmm. so we stayed with them um until winter break then I moved in with a friend of mine and so I lived with her for three months and then COVID so I was okay so I went back to North Carolina and I was lucky because my mom does own a ballet school I had a studio to stay in and her classes are like in the evening. So I was able to use it in the morning to take um, JKO Zoom classes from since we left and went home all the way until 
this spring. So we were on Zoom the entire time, which is just crazy to look back on. I can't Mm -hmm. believe that all happened, but um, we're getting back soon. So I'm excited. So are you still on Zoom now? Well, we have two weeks of Zoom. We had um, an opportunity for an in-person summer intensive. And Mm -hmm. then additionally, I did the Katzbahn summer intensive, which Mm -hmm. was also Mm in-person. And so um, right now I'm taking open classes at Steps, um, which is like a open class in a studio um, in the city. And so that's been really fun to just be surrounded by so many different dancers and get Mm -hmm. to see friends again and then meet some new people. So that's pretty incredible. Um, But yeah, so we have two weeks of Zoom starting in uh, late September. I'm like, I don't know what date actually, but (laughs) figure that out. But um, Mm -hmm. and then we start in person at the start of October. Okay. Okay. So you'll be getting close. Yeah. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that must've been like such a I guess relief or just like knowing you had that studio space yes when you went back because yeah yeah I'm jealous (laughs) no for sure like I feel guilty saying that I struggled during the pandemic because so many people didn't even have like the resources that I was able to have so yeah that was just incredible for me to get to have that I don't I don't know where I would be without that studio space honestly I don't think I would have been able to get through Whew. yeah it's just been, a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah so how long so you were at the school for a bit like before COVID hit and stuff like that yeah um how was that transition moving from North Carolina to yeah. New York and kind of being in a completely new environment in terms mm-hmm. of it being more serious I guess the maybe more competitive than you were used to not sure depends on what like how I don't know what the competition was yeah like but like you know there's so many different things there's more pressure or the pressure's different um and sometimes more toxic yeah (laughs) yeah so um I had no idea what to expect mm-hmm. that like I didn't know I I've been to some I had never actually gone to ABT summer intensive I had always gone to kind of more balancing summer intensives like okay. SAB and PMB and that kind mm-hmm. of school and those um so that's kind of the environment that I was expecting going into JKO those bigger schools that I had experienced um during the summer and I had gone to ABT weekend intensive so I knew like what it looked like or it fall weekend intensives. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Um, so I knew where everything was. I was like, I knew the building, I knew some of the teachers. So I was, I felt comfortable. I wasn't like crazy overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I was more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got there, I was so surprised how nice everybody was, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like weirdly like loving and family-like environment, um, especially for dance. Everyone is so supportive, but still working towards their career. Like it's it's not, it's the perfect balance between everybody's like self-motivated, but also uplifting of people. And mm-hmm. that's really I think that's something very special of JKO because a lot of schools don't have such a good environment with the teachers and the students and everybody is very close and supportive. And we often feel a lot of support from the company. Like they will, like we had mentorships this year. Um, Like we, my mentor was Devin Tusher. So we were able to just chat with her about her experience. And um, Mm -hmm. it was like so incredible to just, I don't know. It's a really good environment. Yeah, um, no, that, that's, yeah. Be supported. Yeah. So, um, and it was cool uh, to just be around a lot of very similar energy. I've always been super dedicated to ballet and to be around a lot of other like-minded people was really motivating to me. So I feel like that was when I was really able to improve a lot mm-hmm. because I felt excited to be excited about ballet if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yeah it was really cool that is really good that is really good um 
yeah it's so not it's not always nice to hear when I guess like a student's really enjoying their training um I mean I feel like most dancers do but they're I don't know but it's just really it's nice to hear that there's like it's a really supportive environment um how would the how was the school in terms of like more transit like having to go on zoom did you still feel like you had that support going on zoom was I mean it's really tricky um yeah I can imagine it would have been fairly complicated but like how was it how was that yeah um it was very hard I remember the first zoom class that we had and I mean it was like I do not like this I really thrive off of being surrounded by people yeah so being alone in I was in a studio because I'm mm-hmm. super fortunate, but still just being alone there, I'm like, there's so much empty space. There should be other people in here. Yeah. I don't like dancing alone at mm-hmm. all. And I noticed that from the very beginning. Okay. And so it's like, oh no, this is not gonna be good. <laughs> so oh. yeah, I would I would like, oh gosh, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very mentally draining. I remember. Mm-hmm. I would do like 10 minutes of bar and think, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted already. How do I get through the rest of this day? Mm-hmm. You know? So I just got really tired all the time. And cause I lost so much of my motivation and energy that I had from being in an environment of mm-hmm. people who were all really excited to be there. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of like changes and friendships and um, okay. like, I didn't have a lot of communication with people because I'm personally really bad at keeping up with people just because I'm always like nervous like oh do they not talk to me mm. or because they don't like me or what happened and yeah. I'm always like I don't want to yeah no it's it is a str- it's difficult. just feeling so isolated and mm. we could tell that the school was supporting us but it and I know that like we couldn't just say, oh, let's just not go on Zoom and go and per- like, you can just do that. It was no, a course. global pandemic. Everybody was in this situation. Mm-hmm. So the school was supporting us as they were able to, but being not being there, not seeing people's faces mm-hmm. every day, except for through a video, you know, the only communication was email where in the past you've been, Hey, like, can I ask you a question or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just very isolating, of mm-hmm. course isolation but um yeah um I'm I'm just like I didn't realize how lonely it was Mm -hmm. until I started seeing people again Mm -hmm. and so I would take classes with my mom's school Mm. um like extra classes that I could just they had some in-person classes. It took them a while to get there, but since JKO was on Zoom for so long because they didn't want to bring mm-hmm. people back to New York City, um, my mom's school had gotten back because everybody's local there mm-hmm. a little bit sooner. So I was able to take some classes with them. I actually did um, like a virtual performance with them. We filmed it in a theater and then oh, nice. like released it online. So that was really cool. I got to work um, on some like new choreography kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. being around the kind of school that I had left and I was like, well, I'm out of here. And then I'm like, wait, nope, I'm back. That was mm-hmm. like, not great for my mental health of like, oh my gosh, this thing that I finally achieved is all gone now. It was mm-hmm. still there, but it just felt so distant, you know? So- I really relate to that. <laughs> I really, same thing happened to me. Like I came back home after living away for four years, um, training obviously, um, and I came back and being a like doing class at my old old dance school, um, so like my pre pre professional dance school in that sense, and being back in that environment was really strange. And there was definitely points where I was like, um, I'm scared I'm going to be here forever, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah that's- <laughs> I was like oh my god like I literally tried to get out of here and now well not like get out like in a like negative way but I just mean like yeah I tried to move on to the next step and then Take I feel the like I've step, gone yeah. back a step and yeah. I was like oh my god like it's it's stressful and it is difficult mm-hmm. when in that situation for sure but yeah. it's nice to do class so I'm 
fine um I'll get through <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I was like at least I'm getting class mm. but I'm like I'm going crazy here mm-hmm. and it was just so hard because I have like big FOMO so it was like I felt like everybody was still there and I was the only one away, which Mm. obviously is not the case, but I was like, I'm missing so much. And I just Mm. felt like I was missing everything. And so I kept writing this list. When I get back to the city, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And so I had like a huge list. And when I got back here, I was like, okay, getting out the list. And I just tried to check everything off that I Mm. was missing out on. So being back here has been like therapeutic, honestly. Mm. (laughs) It's just like finally feeling something normal again. And mm-hmm. I'm not even all the way back in school yet or anything, but just being around people who are mm-hmm. excited to dance and um, and are taking that those steps uh, forward. It's just so exciting to. Yeah, no, I really, yeah. It's so good to, I guess, like be able yeah, to social. I don't know what my sound was doing um it's so good to I guess like be able to socialize again with like people that you like that's <laughs> not just your family right <laughs> um and just like yeah definitely I feel like as well being in a city um mm. has an energy about it that like I mean the city that I live in now like it's a city but it's not like it's not London it's not a capital city it's not like that exciting in the sense that you know like London or New York is um so it kind of misses out on like it just doesn't have the same energy have there been any like other than I guess at the beginning of lockdown and kind of COVID have there been any other mental struggles um that I guess you've had to overcome um or anything that's been like other than yeah lockdown something that like a I don't know anything that you've had to overcome yeah it's been difficult Um, yeah like I feel like you can ask anybody in the Mm. dance world and they'll have something (laughs) that that they've struggled with mentally because it's so there's so much put on you as a dancer especially growing up in that world um yeah I have definitely struggled with body image with feeling like I'm not good enough those kind of things that I feel like are so terribly common yeah but um in ballet especially if not Mm -hmm. all dance but I don't even know if I'm out the other end I definitely know that like what how hmm, how do I say this it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um I definitely know what mindset I want to have and um I feel like I try to present kind of the version of myself out Mm. like I project that to like Mm. teachers or friends or like social media whatever um the kind of image that I you want to have have. myself but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm even quite there yet Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely am on that like yo-yo like circle of, oh, wait, right now I'm feeling this or with like body struggles or Mm -hmm. it like not even like just that, like Mm -hmm. with just every thing. Yeah. Being content. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I know I have a lot more to go. So I feel like you can't say, oh, this is how it happened. This is, Mm. you know, this is how you fix it. There's, Mm. it's not quite that. It's not a straight line. So no. Yeah, there's definitely like, I put um, kind of external um, things, I don't know what word to use there, Mm -hmm. Um, like experiences or what other people do or how other people perceive me as kind of goals, which doesn't seem right. So like, I know this relates to the pandemic, but Mm -hmm. um, while I was home, I was always thinking like, oh, like, when my friends are like, I need to have abs so that when I see my friends again, they'll think that I'm super strong. I'm like, what? Mm, (laughs) Why is that? Like, I don't, and nobody I know thinks that nobody's like, "Hmm, let me, let me check. Does she look skinnier than before? I'm like, no, nobody thinks that Mm. nobody's thinking that about you, you know? And so it's completely internal, like how Mm -hmm. I 
perceive myself almost mm. um, or how I want people to see me. We're talking about, I guess, like validation. I don't know, like using external factors to kind of decide, like decide our happiness essentially or like how yeah. we feel ourselves. Um, yeah. yeah. So it is such a difficult thing to overcome um and you know even I'm still trying to get through it and I don't think many dancers are kind of like on the other the other side of it um and it is difficult and I think that I don't know there's so many factors to it um I don't think it definitely it definitely doesn't help that I guess in ballet and dance a lot of our what kind of makes us um valuable as a dancer is comes from the way we look or at least in some you know directors or teachers eyes it is very kind of like aesthetics down to that so it is yeah it's difficult how would you say like I guess your environment at JKO um whether that be like the support you have from the teachers or pressure or you know from your friends like do you feel like it's a healthy environment for you? Um, obviously, I say that. I don't think ballet can necessarily be a healthy environment, at right, especially at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, like how do you find that environment when it comes to, I guess, like this sort of thing? Right, yeah. Um, I I always think that for me, I have found JKO to be, other than the pandemic, because mm-hmm. that was just not the best for anyone. But um, when we were in person and in studio, I, I always found they pushed us to the place where we needed to be pushed, um, but not in a way that was harmful to me, at least. I can't speak for other people, but mm-hmm. I found that like push to fit with where I was eager to be. And they were always encouraging us. If you're injured, you tell us and you let us know and we take care of it, you know? So they're the, the teachers there and the um, faculty and staff there are are very supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite whether you are that person who's always pushing to the ends, or if you're injured at the moment, or if Mm -hmm. you're going through something, struggling with something, um, we definitely, different people have different experiences there. Yeah. Um, because not everybody has shared my same feeling of support through that. Um, but for me, it's always been super supportive and kind of a great balance for what I need as a person, Mm -hmm. um, and a dancer, Mm -hmm. but, um, like, I feel like a human, they're not just like a dancer for someone, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. I think, um, Yeah. And over the pandemic, they've definitely um, added in sort of um, mental health lectures and more like food positivity kind of Mm -hmm. lectures, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they're definitely trying to implement. Oh, that was not (laughs) (laughs) more um, programs to help us like grow and stay Mm -hmm. healthy as people. That's good. Um, within their program, there's mm-hmm. there's been some. Um, so there was kind of an event that happened when we were still in person mm-hmm. that kind of brought everybody's attention to, hey, we need to be taking care of the mental health of our dancers mm-hmm. and um, making sure that they are safe and healthy people before okay. dancers. So they've been very conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into the pandemic, they've been conscious of that for our mental health, but also for our actual physical health. They have been very careful working with a lot of doctors. And that's one of the reasons that we did stay online the whole time, which then affected our mental health. So it was mm. a lot of like, it is so, yeah. the balance of that was really complicated, but um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, that's good. Um it is difficult. I honestly can't imagine how, I guess, like I would have been training like online in this COVID. So I just, I mean, like 
I did train online in COVID, but I mean, I, I, I'd already graduated school, so I was doing it all myself. And I feel like that had its advantages because I honestly don't know what I'd do on, I don't know, like the date, like the routine of online school, like Zoom classes. And, you know, you can't, I don't know, like, okay, like for me, like I can ballet in my room. I don't love it, but like I can't imagine having to do like contemporary class in my room or like having to do, I don't even know what else, like would they've made me do jazz? Like, I don't know. Um, like I don't think like the classes you don't enjoy because we all have those classes we don't like love 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 um because that's just that's just how it is um like having to do them at home when it's already hard enough because you don't have anyone else around you you're already in an environment that's difficult to dance in Mm -hmm. and then yeah I don't know because I I just remember talking to my friend about this a lot and she'd be like oh I've got this having to do this lesson now and it's so like yeah and I'm just like oh my god so glad I don't have to do that like I can do my battle class and like go do something else like I don't have to do that um so I guess like yeah big props to everyone um because it's tough but it's good that they made changes I guess to the way they supported dancers in their mental like with their mental health um Mm. I think schools are still kind of every school has work to do essentially I don't think anyone's really like doing the most um yes however changes are changes and we have to celebrate them because yeah we we have to have (laughs) because otherwise like there will be no change essentially um so that's really good that they're I guess picking up on that and taking it seriously um And do you feel like that's been helpful for you as a dancer? Like, do you think that has definitely helped your mental health, like having that support? Have you been able to take advantage of it? Like, Yeah, for mm -hmm. for me personally, this year, um, I felt like a lot of change in my mentality, as I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people did, because, um, well, obviously, you're Mm -hmm. going through something traumatic, you're perception of things is going to change but um I've always been like I can't miss a moment so this year we're on zoom I had to take time there were classes that I like I got so anxious about having like even ballet classes felt so like mandatory instead of something that I was excited to do which Mm -hmm. I love ballet so why was I you know yeah I had to get through this you know so I, there were some classes that I would get so anxious um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to miss anything, but I just needed to not take it. So my stomach, I had a terrible stomach ache the entire pandemic and I had had that before and we tried every diet, you know, whatever, nothing worked. So my sister is like telling me, Audrey, this is probably from like being anxious and and all of this stress and Mm -hmm. so sometimes I would be in so much pain with my stomach I had to take classes off because I couldn't move you know Mm -hmm. and so that like for me you know my mindset before was I have to take every single class or else I'm not working hard enough you know Mm -hmm. and so I like drove my body so crazy Mm -hmm. like so like I made myself so stressed out that I had to take a break because I was in so much pain and my brain was like, wait. So I had to make up, like I, my body like created a reason mm. that was justifiable to me to take off. And I was like, that's not okay. Mm. I need to realize when I like, when I'm not doing well and mm-hmm. kind of take care of myself. And so having kind of their JKO, having more awareness of their dancers, mental health. Yeah not didn't necessarily directly make me go oh I'm gonna take this and use it it just made me think about it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and have that idea in my head that oh I need to also take care of my mental health because Mm -hmm. if my school is thinking about that it must be something that is actually important for me to do yeah so that's kind of that that was kind of how it helped me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it wasn't directly what they were doing just the fact that they were more aware of it and conscious of it yeah made me realize that it was something important to think about so Mm -hmm. 
that's good even if it didn't i mean like obviously you like you can take advantage of it whenever you feel like you need it but it's good that it did have an impact and it meant that you thought more about it because i think it's so easy and like even for me like i look back at my training and i don't think i really put much effort into the way i looked after my mental health like at all like it literally the whole three years and i look back i'm kind of like mm, cringing at myself or like and also kind of disgusted that like i used to think like you know like this whole thing like I used to think if you went to therapy or you need to like go speak to someone that you were weak and you couldn't handle it like it took and that was up until like I was 18 like I was in this mindset where like oh if you have to go speak to someone you're not strong enough to do this career like very like close-minded and now I think the pandemic and just growing and also just realizing that like through those three years I was struggling and just putting on a mask for it um has kind of just made me realize that I guess like how important you know our mental health is and I'm it's something I'm a very big advocate for now and it's actually crazy how much I guess like my mindset has changed in that um so it is I think when you're in that ballet bubble we're so showing signs of weakness is frowned upon um and it's so easy to almost like pretend that you're not pretend that you're not struggling but like not if it's not a physical struggle that like you mask it up and you just carry on sort of thing because especially you know it's competitive you don't it yeah it's re- it is really difficult so I really anyone out there who's listening and kind of feeling that just even accepting it within yourself that you're struggling with something or you're going through a difficult time or it's you know it's a challenging moment in your life you've got th- it's stressful you're anxious acknowledging them is the first step like you don't even if you don't feel prepared to speak to someone about it like please try and I guess acknowledge how you're feeling because I think for a lot of my time I did not acknowledge how I was feeling and then I'm looking back and I'm like "Mm, no (laughs) not a vibe (laughs) um but it is yeah it's so it's really it's difficult that's all I have to say (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely Mm. just like a lot of self-inflicted like pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. to act a certain way be a certain way um and at least in my environment, if there was something wrong, um, I could say so. I just didn't want to be the person to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just because, as you were saying, like, there's such expectations on ourselves to be the strong person and be the one who gets through and not fall weak to whatever. Yeah. Um, but as our kind of world is um evolving and understanding a little bit more um we need to be able to like understand that within ourselves and kind of see it um and acknowledge our struggles and give yourself a moment you know try to figure out what's best for you and know how to do that um mm-hmm. Which I'm definitely still learning. <laughs> no, I think we're all still- breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think it's difficult as well. Like when you're in like a ballet environment and you're with people who all want the same thing and you're around these people 24 seven, it can be really easy to get like caught up in, I say trying to be the best, but like, I kind of mean trying to be the strongest and there is always this competition because we know from a young age that there's not there's more people trying to get jobs than there are jobs essentially um and I know like right now I'm kind of not in that environment like I'm in that in-between stage so I'm not constantly around dancers I'm I mean I speak to dancers but I'm not constantly doing like class every day with a group of like do you know what I mean like you're just not in the same yeah. environment as you are when you are in training or you're in a company yeah. and sometimes I definitely do worry I'm like oh my god like hopefully you know when I go and work and I'm going to be back in that environment ballet environment 24 7 like is my 
am I going to go back to that feeling of trying to be, you know, mentally the strongest and mask out how I'm feeling and try and just like get through it because I'm making sacrifices and when like it's it's weird because yeah I I don't know there's something <laughs> it is some craziness that um ballet is but I guess it's you have to be like I guess just like strong in the sense of allowing yourself to feel these feelings and not make think that you're like weak or a bad person or you're alone or you can't get through it or I don't know all these self-deprecating feelings that you might have (laughs) yeah for sure like it takes strength to be able to allow yourself Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself so that you can be stronger like exactly exactly yeah throughout it um but yeah I'm I'm feeling that that um kind of in between stage right now I'm I'm nervous about getting back to school and mm-hmm. seeing where everybody is and kind of placing myself within there because I know that's going to come with a lot of yeah. like judgment towards myself or how mm-hmm. I've improved or not improved or changed mm-hmm. over the break and seeing people in person again um just yeah. like that's going to be a whole mm. interesting yeah no that's thing. definitely a whole thing on its own yeah um for sure yeah I think you just have to try and not <laughs> just try and not um like place yourself if that makes sense yeah no I, I'm it's, so it's bad tough about that. it's difficult like yeah. I do the same um so yeah and I think every dancer does especially coming back after such a long time off yeah, yeah. Or like off you know where you were before Mm -hmm. um but it's definitely yeah you got to be patient with yourself on that um I feel like this is quite a good point to like round off the episode but so thank you so much Audrey for coming on thank you so much for having me blast yeah I've really enjoyed it just before well is there anything else you want to talk about before we finish or any last I words? Think, I think we we got some good good things in there. I think mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. Okay. Fab. Just before we do end the app, where can the listeners find you on social media if they want to follow you or anything? Yeah. So I have Instagram, um, mm-hmm. and that is Audrey Lynn Ballet. Mm-hmm. My name and the ballet. Um, and then I have a TikTok, which I just changed the username. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's Audrey in NYC. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has to know where I live. I'm in New York City. <laughs> You're going to be so- like the second person living in New York. I was just going to say, you know how Victoria Paris is like the only girl living in NYC? <laughs> well, she that's what she calls herself, the only yeah. girl living in <laughs> NYC. You're going to be the, like the second girl? I don't even know. Like the only valley girl <laughs> living in NYC. Woo! <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, um okay fab I mean I'll leave all the links in the description below so if anyone cares they can (laughs) they can go um find you um yeah that's everything for today thank you so much Audrey for coming on and thank Thank you you. yeah it's all right and thank you listeners for joining in today's episode and I hope you enjoyed the episode I hope you found it helpful I hope you learned something be sure to follow us on apple podcast spotify whatever you listen to us on leave a review if that's an option on your platform and have a great day thank you bye